Hi everybody and welcome to the Junction Church Podcast. We pray that this message inspires and encourages you. If you would like to find out any more information about us, then please visit our website at www.thejunctionchurch.com. Thank you for listening. And so uh, this morning I'm going to be reading, we're going to go through the pressure point of Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane and that place where he just suffered at that the point of pressure when he realizes this is the moment when he's going to give his life. Where this is the moment when he's going to be separated from the Father. This is the moment he will um, suffer excruciating pain. Um, this is the moment when he will go into um, death and hell and, and have to gain that victory. This is, uh, this is the sort of penultimate moment of his ministry and, and why he's here, the very purpose for which he endured. And it, it, it's extraordinary, really. There are many, many pressure points in our lives, aren't there? And pressure points are those things that we spend our life trying to avoid. Uh, we, we spend our whole life trying to avoid those things. I, I, I often say that um, when Cheryl and I were called into ministry, um, I had always carried a heart for ministry from the age of 11. I just felt that that's what God wanted me to do. Um, and, you know, and so the 11-year-old child, you just dream of, of just everything being sweet roses and, and people being nice to you. And, uh, and you, you dream that, Everything will go well and, and you know, dream of you know, great church and, and happy times. And, and uh, that's, why, that's what we came to Scotland for. And we, God spoke to us about coming to Scotland and pioneering this church, which is part of a, a network of thousands of churches across the globe. And, and God spoke to us about those things. And so we came up. And, and, uh, but the thing that he never spoke to us about was the pain. <laughs> never mentioned it. And uh, I mean... Foolish to, to think that there wouldn't be pain, but uh, that there have been many, many pressure points. I think the first funeral that Sharon and I was 31 years of age and we had to do uh, was for a 10-month-old baby girl. Pressure point, so hard for the family, for the church. Uh, the, the child had been born uh, with a condition that it was unlikely she would ever recover from. And so it was a it was just a, a difficult time of taking the family from the point when the child was born right through to when she finally passed away. And it was like a, this sort of moment. And I, I'm 31 years of age. I, I had been pastoring at that point for about 18 months. And um, this is, uh, this is, these are the pressure points of life. Uh, I would have done anything to run away at that moment in time and not face that that point, how, how do you carry someone through that kind of anguish? How do, you, how do you deal with that? There have been many occasions over the years. I, I remember one point, a uh, lady um, coming to the church um, and um, she came and she came to the service and, and she said to Pastors Andrew and Katrina, who were up in Thurzo now, they were our close friends, she said to them, he hasn't got red eyes. And Katrina went, Sorry? Well, I, I heard the rumor said that the pastor of this church had red eyes. <laughs> now, I know the rest of you are thinking, why would anyone have red eyes? But this rumor had gone around that people believed that somehow I must be something, something mad about me. And I had red eyes. Now, that's quite a funny story, right? Because who, who believes a story like that? But what it, what it, 
what it amounted to was the fact that people get afraid of change and they get afraid of new and they get afraid of it and people create stories and those stories we can laugh about them but the reality is we felt the pressure of them and and we continue to feel the pressure of 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 life human life interacting with each other and and the, the pain of it and the anguish of it the joy of it the satisfaction this is family but over the time how many of you know when there's family there's pain and there's point of pressure, and that pressure, and, and when you want, when you come under that point of pressure, that pressure means I, I don't want to go through this. I didn't sign up to this. There have been times in our life when Sharon and I have gone. We've gone. I don't remember agreeing to this part of the ministry, Jesus. What is this all about? <laughs> there are many moments in your life. I'm pretty sure that you would have said the same thing. I don't remember agreeing to this point of pressure. I, 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 this wasn't in the contract. <laughs> you may have been at work and you've signed up and you've got a new job. And then you discover that your boss is not quite as nice as he appeared to be in the interview. <laughs> and you're going in that morning going, I didn't sign up for this. this. This is not the agreement. But you know somehow, how do you face that? And here we have in Hebrews. I want to start in Hebrews. Because here... Uh, the, this is the, the pressure point in Hebrews chapter 5 and verse 7. Hebrews chapter 5 verse 7 it says, this is, it says this, Who in the days of his flesh when he had offered up prayers and supplications with vehement cries and tears to him who was able to save him from death and was heard because of his godly fear, though he was a son Yet he learned obedience by the things which he suffered. And having been perfected, he became the author of eternal salvation to all who obey him. Now, I'm going to be honest, right? For many years, decades, I struggled with verse 8. I just struggled to read it. Yet, though he was a son, yet he learned obedience by the things which he suffered. And I would think about this and I think, well, wait a minute. Jesus was obedient from the beginning. Why did he have to learn it through suffering? Now, we know that he had to go to the cross for our benefit, for our salvation. But why did he have to learn obedience? He already knew obedience. He was the master of obedience. He had only ever obeyed. There was no sin in him. There was no rebellion in him. He had given his whole life in obedience. He was the master of obedience. And yet, as a son, he had to learn obedience through suffering. And yet, it is that, it seemed to me a little callous almost, a little kind of like, right, Chaz, I'm going to teach you as my son-in-law. If you're going to be in this family, you're going to have to mow the lawn ten times a week. (laughs) It doesn't need mowing, but he'll learn through obedience. (laughs) It seems, it reads a little bit like that. I mean, you may may not read that, but I, I read it like that. I'm reading it thinking, but... But surely he didn't have to learn anything. He had given everything. And yet here we see, we're going to read the story as Jesus is experiencing it in Matthew's Gospel 26. And this is when Jesus comes to the Garden of Gethsemane. Matthew's Gospel 26, verse 36. 
He says this, then Jesus came with them to a place called Gethsemane and said to the disciples, sit here while I go and pray over there. And he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee and began to be sorrowful and deeply distressed. (laughs) Then he said to them, my soul is exceedingly sorrowful, even to death. Stay here and watch with me. He went a little farther and fell on his face and prayed, saying, Oh, my father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. Then he came to the disciples and found them sleeping and said to Peter, What? Could you not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray lest you enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Again, a second time he went away and prayed, saying, Oh, my father, if this cup cannot pass away from me unless I drink it, your will be done. So he left them. He came. Sorry, in verse 44. And he came and found them asleep again, for their eyes were heavy. So he left them and went away again and prayed the third time, saying the same words. And when he came to his disciples and said to them, are you still sleeping and resting? Behold, the hour is at hand. The Son of Man is being betrayed into the hand of sinners. Rise, let us be going. See, my betrayer is at hand. See, here we see Jesus at his most stripped back. This is, this is Jesus at that, at that point of obedience, yet he is still coming to the Father with that prayer that we all pray. God If it's possible, please don't let this happen. See, Jesus didn't want to be separated from the Father or Father from the Son any more than we want to go through the pain and the suffering of things of life that we have to go through. He didn't want to go through it because it would have been absolute anguish. And yet we see him trying to say, Lord, if this cup and the cup he was speaking of is, is... He talks about the drink. Can you drink from the cup that I am drinking from? He asks his disciples in Matthew 20. And what he's saying is, can you go through what I am going through? What I'm going to drink is a metaphor for what I am going to live through. What I have to go through. And Jesus is saying, look, God, if this cup can be taken from me, then take it. Find another way. Let's see if we can rework this deal. Surely there is another way. And that is a perfectly human, it's a perfectly normal response for anyone to make in the face of all pressure. But Jesus always comes back to this point, but not your, my will, but yours be done. And he says at this point, he comes to his disciples and when they finds them asleep, And he says to them, and I find this interesting. He says to them, look, pray lest you enter temptation. And here's the reason why he says that. Because at the point of pressure, at the point of pressure, the only thing that we will enable, find victory in is where we have prayed. So what happens is this, is that when Jesus was in the garden... He's, he wants to find a solution to the, the problem that he's facing. He knows he's got to go to the cross, but he's going to ask the Father anyway if there's another option. Because mm-hmm. there might be. I mean, there was another option for Ab- Abraham and Isaac, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
There was another option. He saw that even though that the father had prophesied, I will give you, I will give you a lamb. <laughs> Speaking of Jesus, so Jesus knows he is the lamb. <laughs> but there was another option. I mean, Abraham is told in, in Genesis to go and sacrifice his son. And when he gets up to that point of obedience, the father says, Abraham, enough. I don't want you to kill your son. I have given you and gave him uh, a ram as a sacrifice instead. And so we know that Jesus is like, if there's another way. But what Jesus is doing is he is praying until he has satisfied that he has won in himself. Jesus says to the disciples, pray lest you enter into temptation. I'm telling you this, at point of pressure, we will either make the best or the worst decisions in our life and nothing in between. We will make best or worst. And Jesus says, if you pray, you will win the victory. See, what Jesus was doing is he was praying. He was going back to his disciples who heard him say, I'm sorrowful. Watch with me. And they're like, yes, we will. (laughs) (laughs) You were just tired, exhausted. They'd had a big supper. Yeah, <laughs> he'd washed their feet and everything. They were like, they they were ready for bed. <laughs> and there he is, and he's saying, "Come and watch with me." And he goes and he prays, and he comes back. He's not trying to renegotiate, as in he's is he in himself trying to get out of it. He's just trying to find the best way possible. But he keeps going. And coming back and going and coming back. And he's praying the same prayer. Why is he doing that? Because he's praying it until he's got it. Because he's saying, not my will, but your will. Then he goes away and he comes back and he's thinking to himself, I still feel like my will is a better deal than your will, even though I'm prepared to accept your will. So he comes back to the Father and he goes, not my will, but your will. I'm not sure I'm convinced by my own words. (laughs) So I'm going to go and I'm going to come back. And he prays it through until he's won the victory in himself at that moment. See, Jesus won the victory of the cross in the garden. He won it in himself. Before he went through the pressure, he was able to go through the pressure. And so what often happens is at point of pressure, instead of praying, we're going, God, I don't want to go through this. Get me out of this. We find every reason not to pray because we feel like we shouldn't have to pray because after all, I'm a Christian, I believe in Jesus, I shouldn't go through anything. It was all gone through for me on the cross. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Pressure comes to us all. Suffering comes to us all. Heartache comes to us all. It's how we go through it. Jesus says, pray lest you enter temptation. Pray and win the victory so that when you go through point of pressure, you know how to go through it. Jesus went through a point. From that moment on, he was completely victorious. After he was arrested, he was not like the man in in the Garden of Gethsemane. In the Garden of Gethsemane, he was a man who was crying out to God, just breaking his heart. When they arrested him, he was the boss. He was no longer doubting, no longer questioning, no longer wondering what's going through. He's, go- he's saying to himself, I'm going through this. Yeah. I'm going to do it and I'm the king going through it. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's what I, that's who I am. He was prepared to ask the father if there was a better option, but there was no better option. We've got to understand that there is always a point of suffering. Now, look at this in verse 42. Matthew 26, 42. This is the, this is the amazing thing. It says, and again a second time, he went away and prayed, said, Oh, my father, if this cup cannot pass away from me unless I drink it, your will be done. See, we've got to understand that what Jesus is saying is, look, if this, this cup, the only way that I can achieve the purpose that I came to achieve is by going through this, then I will go through it. Here's the thing with our suffering, right? The father did not want to send the son to the cross. There was no other way. You with me here? There was no other way. There are points of pressure and suffering in our life. Hey, guess what, folks? We're just going, God, rescue me from this. Don't let me go through this. And do you know what? Sometimes he rescues us from things and we think, wow, how do I miss that? Well, because God had a better way. But there are some things where you're going through and you're going, God, rescue me from this. And you still go through it. Guess what? There was no other way. It was the right way. It was the best way. It was the only way you had to learn obedience through suffering. It's not that you're disobedient. It's just that through that point of suffering. Why? Because what was the other side of the suffering could only be achieved through the suffering. Salvation for all mankind. Forgiveness, grace. Think about this. Here is the message, the message of the gospel. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter how broken you are. What Jesus achieved on the cross is absolute forgiveness and restoration for all. For all. For all mankind. Whoever, whomever. In society, we have, a, we have a line of lists of people of who, who can and who can't. And who can and who can't is accepted shifts according to the social kind of whims of where society is at. Who are the baddies, who are not the baddies. Anyway, it kind of, we have this shifting of who's bad, who's good. But God recognises that all of us have failed somewhere, somehow. And he's saying, look, all of you can just come to me. Give your life to me and I will accept you, forgive you, hold nothing against you. But when we go through that process, we only achieve that because of what Jesus went through. It was not possible for Jesus to achieve salvation for all humanity without going through the garden, without going through the cross, without going through the suffering. You know there is a destiny that lays upon your life and a purpose. And we gave our lives. Sharon and I gave our lives for that purpose of ministry. And you may say, well, I, I don't particularly feel that I should do ministry. But, but we're all, when we get to heaven, Sharon and I won't be appointed special people in heaven because we were in ministry. Do you understand me here? In, in paradise, we're all the same. 
Well, just, it's just, there's, there's, no, there's no great people and no not so great people. There is, it's just those who love Christ. Yeah. That's it. Pure and simple. And what happens is this, is that when we go through these times of suffering, we all go through suffering. We all go through pressure. We all go through heartache. Here's the thing, the cry, the cry in our heart, is that we have to recognize if we're going through it, one, there was no other way. Two, what is the other side of it is worth going through. Because your purpose and destiny is the other side of it. And I find a lot of people want to run away from it, want to quit, want to get out of it. Want to come, pull away from, resign from their faith. Resign, God, I don't, I don't want to go through this, but I need you to know what God has got for you, the other side of your heartache, is greater and is worth the pain. See, God doesn't want you to go through pain. He didn't design the pain. He didn't design the cross. That was the work of the enemy. That was the enemy at his best. And look how much he messed up. That was the enemy. See, see, the enemy at his best trying to destroy your life will only make your life when you believe in Jesus Christ because he'll take every suffering and turn it into a victory. Look at this, and let me finish with this in Hebrews chapter 4. Hebrews 4 verse 14 says this, Seeing then that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses. Oh, here come the angels. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're start singing now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Jesus said, Pray, lest you enter temptation. What he's saying is, look, when you're going through the worst of it, come back to the Father and pray. Because there you will either find a better solution or you'll find the victory going through it. But either way, you're going to win because you will find mercy and grace to carry you through. But if we pull ourselves back, we are thrown and tossed and, and to and fro by the waves of life, becoming the victims of it rather than those who are conquering it. Do you know how you get down a white water river in a boat? I've always looked at them and I remember we've got good friends in Iceland and we'll go and they've got a lot of white water rivers there. And here's the thing about white water and You'd look at them and they'd be rowing. Now I always thought to myself, what are they rowing for? <laughs> They're just paddling away. It looks so stupid. 
you've got this like this and you've got this little boat and it's flung this way and that way and they're still rowing here's the thing about the rowing all the time you're rowing faster than the river you can control yourself in it what happens is when we stop praying is we stop rowing life takes over and we can very easily hit the rocks but when we start rowing we start going faster than the river is pushing us And while it might always be a waterfall, it might always be the white water rocks that we have to go through. We're going faster than the river can control so we can control the circumstance and uh, and determine the outcome. See, God has got for us (coughs) grace and mercy. Thanks for listening. If you have any questions or you'd like to find out contact information or service times, then don't forget to visit our website, www.thejunctionchurch.com. God bless.